You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome back to BetQL Daily, presented by BetMGM with the Joes and Aaron Hawksworth on the BetQL Network. Welcome back. BetQL Daily right here on the BetQL Network. Joe O, Joe G, Aaron Hawks are with you on a Thursday. Lightning bets, our favorite players for this evening, coming up in about 20 minutes. Right now, though, we go back to the guest line, and we're going to be joined by Reed Wallach of BetSided here to talk a lot of things, including his thoughts on the college football world right now. Join us at GetMyPhoenix.com. Guest line, Reed Wallach. The Phoenix, a revolutionary technology helping men all across America get back to their best in the bedroom. Visit GetMyPhoenix.com. To learn more, Reed, what was your biggest takeaway looking at the latest college football rankings? Obviously, the odds that coincide with them. TCU in. We were debating the other day whether that means they're definitely in by the end if they stay undefeated. What did you take away from the with the latest rankings? Yeah, my quick takeaway, and thank you guys for having me on as always, is don't listen to these rankings. Don't take anything what they say. This is all made-for-TV, WWE-style uh, <laughs> content fodder here. I don't really react to what these you know committee rankings are week to week because everything's going to change in the next week. I mean, TCU's in, but they're also seven-point underdogs at Texas, and if they lose, they're probably done. So for me, my biggest takeaway is that Tennessee's still probably getting into the top four. If I were to say the most likely outcome is Georgia, the winner of Ohio State-Michigan, Tennessee, and I, a Pac-12 or other Power 5 conference champion. So if you're looking long shot, it's still Tennessee. I think they really it kind of worked their way how Alabama and Clemson lost. But I have said all year I think Georgia and Ohio State are the two best teams. So – I don't really know if there's value like to make a futures bet right now. Yeah, not only is uh, yes TCU's in big underdog this week, but they're also seven to one to make the playoffs too. So the odds are saying like there are a bunch yeah. of other teams for number four that have a better shot at uh, making that top four. What about this weekend? What are, what are we going to win some bets on? Where are you focused in college? Yeah, why don't we start with that Texas TCU game? Because I think there's an interesting angle here where. I haven't been sold on the Longhorns this season, but what they do do is thrive in the first half of games. Steve Sarkeesian knows how to scheme up these really talented skill position players like Bijan Robinson, Xavier Worthy. He knows how to get them open. It's the second half where the Longhorns run into trouble. They're top 10 in points per game in the first half of games. They're 66 in second half scoring. And you look at the other side, it's the opposite for TCU. They're the cardiac horn frogs. They come back from double digits every second half, it feels like. So I like Texas First half minus four, I placed that last night. I think that you're going to see the Longhorns get out to an early lead. Will they cover? Maybe, but I don't want to go against Texas in the second half where they shell up. We saw them blow a lead to Oklahoma State a few weeks ago. Kansas State had a chance to tie that game after being down 21 at half. So I think you could see TCU crawl back into the game in the second half, but Texas should get out to a uh, good lead at half um, in the first half under the lights at home. 
What about LSU at Arkansas? Um, Brian Kelly has a squad playing at a pretty high level. I don't know how you come down from beating Alabama, but they're going to have to. Uh, what are you expecting in this one? Yeah, I, I bet Arkansas, the, the classic letdown angle. It, they, Arkansas hasn't done themselves any favors, though, because they suspended two defensive players. K.J. Jefferson, their starting quarterback, is apparently banged up. But I'm still going to I'm gonna take Arkansas. I think it's like plus three and a half now. That's what I got. Mm-hmm. I think that when you look at this LSU defense, you can beat them on the ground. Jameer Gibbs had a pretty solid game last week. Arkansas, very run heavy. If K.J. Jefferson is going to be close to 100% able to play, that's what he wants to do. He wants to tuck it down and run. So – I think you see Arkansas move the ball a little bit. And just how could you back LSU on the road? They were two-and-a-half-point underdogs to Florida a few weeks ago, pick them against Ole Miss at home, catching nearly two touchdowns against Alabama. Now they're going on the road noon against another SEC squad, and they're going to be laying over a field goal. No thanks. I think that this has to be Arkansas or pass. This is a complete market overreaction. So, Reed, uh, are you still in Joe's survivor pool, and how have you made it this far? Because we, we're all out. I mean, there's none of us are still in this thing. So, so tell us <laughs> about too. your strategy, what you've done, NFL Survivor, because, I mean, we're in almost move the middle of November. You're still in this thing. Yeah, still in it. Obviously, uh, bedside and representing uh, two of the final 20, me and uh, Ian McMillan are still in it. And I got to say, last week was very nerve-wracking for me. I don't Ooh. really get – I get excited – I get excited when I bet on games because, like, I love it. It's, like, the best, obviously. But, like, I don't necessarily get nervous anymore. But, like, that Chiefs game, I had the Chiefs to beat the Titans. I thought they were going to lose. Like, I had come to terms that, all right, well, like, kind of blew this one. Got to move on. But, obviously, Mahomes uh, saved me. You know, it didn't make me look like an idiot so much. So, uh, we move on. Obviously, you know, I think it's – you got to take it week by week. I know certain people like to plan too far ahead. It's it's still – you're not – far enough for that there's still 20 people left so i've been taking the team i find the most likely to win and just moving on forward uh and hoping that i don't really get screwed as there's still 20 people left i don't think you could start playing like game theory yet with the entries so for this week uh looking at who i have left available i'm gonna be on the eagles uh at home against the commanders another uh i'll be the last one to hopefully advance but you look at the eagles uh Mini bye week after they play the Texans on a short week. The Commanders, they're still 25th in EPA per play on defense. I think that you look at who they've played with Taylor Heineke, they've kind of gone ahead a little smoke and mirrors. They beat the Packers, who we now know what the Packers are. They're not as talented. They beat the Colts with Sam Ellinger, and they played tough against the Vikings at home. But now you're going on the road at the link against an Eagles team that is just an absolute buzzsaw. I think the Eagles take care of business and they move on. And, uh, yeah, there's, uh, you know, hopefully – I'm counting on Jeff Saturday and basically the little giants of coaching staffs to find a way to beat the Raiders, and some people get knocked out that way. That's, like, what I'm rooting for this weekend. Yeah, if you didn't already use the Raiders, you would have probably considered them, right? Absolutely, yeah. But thankfully, yeah. I used them when they played when they played Houston. So thankfully, I don't need to take them. And uh, now it's kind of like – I like when, like, the it's, like, 1 o'clock, and you see who everyone has, and you're like, all right, I'm rooting for this team, rooting for this team, rooting for this team. I have a feeling yep. – some people are going to be on Vegas, and I'm hoping that uh, the Colts and somehow can pull one out with, uh, with, with everything that's going on there. I mean, listen, you guys have done a much better job than me in Survivor. I, just anybody's still alive. You tell these people know what they're doing, or they're better at it than me because it's slowed down. We've only had one elimination over the last two weeks. But uh, for our guy, Ian, do you feel like he's kind of misre- misrepresenting himself 
which he can do from time to time. And he's all in on every bit, whether it's a deep fake or whatever it is. But when he's on Twitter, he doesn't share the fact that it's his girlfriend's entry <laughs> and not his entry. It's like, look at me. I'm coming for 25K. <laughs> well, so am I misrepresenting myself that I had two no. entries in, in this pool? Because no, 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 I lost not at all. I lost the first one with uh, Hackett over there, that hack. I lost it in week one when he start, when he was kicking field goals and not kicking field goals or whatever. But, no, I think, listen, you are allowed to do partnership agreements. You're allowed to have certain people <laughs> buy in and stuff. I would say maybe we, like the maybe he should like brand himself as like the syndicate, like a little tongue in cheek there. But uh, <laughs> listen, if you get to the end, it's still you're picking all these winners. There's 20 people of like over 1,100. So it's still impressive. I'll give him credit. But like maybe he should start making it more of like a team effort rather than taking all but the But she's credit. picking. This, all but she's this picking. is all me. I am a lone man out here picking these winners, sitting there sweating out the Chiefs last week. This is all me. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. I love it. I love it. Ian catching some ricochet shots today. Okay, we've got to pivot to uh, NBA and your net squad, new head coach, Jacques Vaughn. My favorite soundbite was he, he was like, listen, I might not have been my wife's first choice either, but we've been married 20 years. So how do you see, how do you rate this Nets team now moving forward? Oh, I mean, I was in the Barclays Center last night. It was honestly one of the, t- one of the few times the last two years that I was able to just enjoy the basketball team and really see like, you know, you know, obviously the pieces weren't all there and not everyone's at a hundred percent, but it was really, obviously they smoked the Knicks. They were up 35 at one point. They won by 27. I think it was, um, you know, listen, was Jock Vaughn the top choice? Probably not. It seems pretty clear that they wanted Ime Odoka and the Nets bumbled over this whole part of it. And, you know, sans the Kyrie Irving thing, you've seen these last, you know, week plus the Nets are just playing basketball. And as a fan, I appreciate that. you got to root for Kevin Durant. Is it sustainable, and are they a contender? Probably not. You know, the, the team is still devoid of some talent. Kyrie Irving sitting right there. I don't know what's going to happen with the Kyrie thing, but I will say it is nice that this team is playing basketball. They're playing hard. There's a noticeable jump, and maybe it's the dead cat bounce after Steve Nash, but they're playing noticeably harder on the defensive end. They're diving for loose balls, and you're seeing – a real basketball coach. I gave Steve Nash the benefit of the doubt for a really long time because of everything he had to deal with. But Jock Vaughn has this team giving token pressure in the full court, uh, quick timeouts, things that Steve Nash lacked as a coach because he has no experience as a head coach. He had no feel. So you're seeing a marginal bump in the right direction because you have a professional coach on the sidelines now. So will the Nets reach their highs? Probably not with Kyrie Irving still on the sidelines and all the baggage he brings. But it is nice to see him playing hard and 
hopefully they could keep trending in the right direction where it's finally about basketball again. Reed, what stage are you in in the Ben Simmons experience as a fan? Oh, um, take take us through where you're at right now. <laughs> Joe, Joe. I, honestly, I will say I've been lauding because I think, one, he obviously looks terrible. Like, just point blank, terrible to what his expectations and what he's paid to do. There's the back surgery. There's the rust, whatever. So I've been suggesting, based on fit of the team, backup center. They don't have a big man. Have him roll against, you know, with four uh, shooters around him. That could work. They gave him this, like, knee soreness drain thing that now he's on 20-minute minutes restriction. It's great. It is a built-in excuse that he doesn't have to play 35 minutes anymore, and he's playing backup center. It's great. He played really well last night as a backup center. So until he figures out whatever he does, I think he has the yips. That is my uh, medically esteemed opinion. I think he just needs to get over some of his mental hurdles. Great. You're a backup. Stop, like, bending over to this guy because he's not a superstar right now. So – I guess in terms of stage, it's super frustrated. But if he's going to be the backup center, I'm great. All for it. Keep it up, Ben. I am all – I'm rooting for number 10. What, what about college basketball with the season uh, starting earlier this week? Any mm. looks for uh, college hoops futures early on here? Um, uh, we had Sam Panjanovic yesterday. He was talking about Texas. Are you thinking elsewhere in that conference? Yeah, I, I, I like the Big 12 this year. I think there's a lot of talent – I can't get there with Beard and the Longhorns. I just think the pieces, I just don't think fit all together. Uh, I know they got Hunter from Iowa State. I just don't love it. I looked at Baylor, plus 1,600. I will say, you don't need to rush into bet these futures. It's If you really think someone's going to rise to the top, maybe it's best to get it now. But Baylor brings back a ton of talent. Thamba, Tachua, Adam Flagler. And then also... They bring in Keontae Georgia, five-star recruit. He's a baller. He's going to give them a wing that can really create for himself. Something like something Matthew Meyer couldn't do. He's now at Illinois, but he was more of a spot shooter. I think George can be able to create for himself and get buckets down the stretch. So I think you're going to see Baylor rise to the top. That's why I grabbed them at 16-1. to Anything in the teens is cool with me because I think you're looking at this is a potential number one seed territory all of a sudden there, 10-8-1. to But you can wait this out. I think there's a lot of talent this year, a lot of wide – a lot of competitive teams, so you could pick and choose spots, and that's what kind of my strategy is going to be in these first like month or two. What about circling back to the NBA, um, the MVP market? Any value there, or anywhere you're looking? Uh, I mean, obviously, I'm gonna. If I had a vote, I'd vote for Kevin Durant because that guy's unbelievable. But uh, <laughs> it seems like to me, it's shaping up. Uh, Luka Doncic, his numbers are just absolutely. I mean, he's been the favorite going into the last three years, but you're really seeing him take it to another level. And also, I watched the Mavericks play the Nets, so maybe it's a little bit of recency bias, but the Mavericks are really devoid of talent. Christian Wood has not worked there, so it's been a Luka Herculean lift so far with his numbers. So I'd say Luka's the rightful favorite. And then if the Bucks are going to rattle off 67, 68 wins like the base they're on, I think they're 9-1 right now. Uh, Giannis, very live to pick up his third MVP in terms of long shots, I just think right for right now, I'm not really looking to jump in. Uh, Embiid's been banged up, so maybe you could buy low on him. That was kind of my preseason look, but Luka and Giannis are setting such a pace. Uh, it's going to be difficult for uh, people to make that up, just given the first 10 games that they're putting up. Reed, to circle back to college, uh, is there a point in the year you, you kind of look to jump into the futures market? Like, you could do a preseason, you could do it now. Mm-hmm. Right before, like, February last year is where I jumped on a couple 30-to-1s that I thought had a chance. UCLA, Nova was in that mix. Do you have a point in the season where you kind of look and say, I, I have a good amount of information, but I still got a good number? Is, is there a spot you look for? 
I think every situation's in its own. You know, obviously my Ken Palm is open now and it will be open until April 5th or whenever the national championship ends. And, you know, it's kind of, I personally, maybe this isn't the best, like sharpest way of doing it. I like to look with my eyes. If I see a team that has an edge that may be undervalued that I like, their guard player, I see a wing that really is taking it to another level or their offense is running smooth. Maybe I'll start nibbling and I'll start looking around. So I think it's all situational and there's different buy points. I remember last year, a bunch of people in the space, including myself, they jumped in on Auburn at 50 to one because we saw them in, um, I believe it was the Bahamas. They just went wild. So, you know, it's different buy points, but use your eyes, watch these games. See if you see something that makes sense for you. I think that makes a ton of sense. So, you know, maybe it's February when teams are starting to figure themselves out and build that momentum towards March. Maybe it's in Thanksgiving where you see a few competitive games. So it's all the number, though. Reed, always appreciate you hopping on. We'll be, uh, we'll be reading and viewing over at Bethside. Reed Wallach on the GetMyPhoenix.com guest line. The Phoenix is a revolutionary technology helping men all across America get back to their best in their bedroom. Visit GetMyPhoenix.com to learn more. On the other side, it's time for our lighting events. Our favorite plays for tonight, Thursday Night Football props. See if we're on a side for this game with the Panthers and the Falcons. That's next right here on the BetQL Network.